Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to War of the Bay. My name is Kyle. My name is Nick. And I'm Anthony. And yeah, guys, this is going to be a, a strange episode, <laughs> to say the least. It's going to be a very sad episode. Yeah. Uh, so in honor of the Lightning being eliminated from the Eastern Conference Final, uh, we're going to have a little game for you later in the podcast. And as we teased last week, we're going to count down three of us are top five most crushing defeats in Tampa sports history. Uh, so you can hear that on the, on the second half of the podcast. Because we're sadists. We, because we're yeah. sadists, yeah, dude. We, because we hate ourselves, apparently. I want to preface that it's it's more like personal crushing sports moments in history. For me, I went I went straight Tampa. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, I went, well, personal is Tampa. Yeah, personal well, for me is Tampa. See. Yeah, you guys will see. It's, 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 Regardless. It's all, oh, we'll the see. feels are going to be had. I'm going to be pissed. It's it's just not going to be good. Uh, but before we get to that, let's get to let's get to some housekeeping, or let's just get to a few things. So, Creative Loafing is doing their best of the Bay for t- 2016, and I tried to like a couple years ago. I tried to to get Word of the Bay mentioned in that, and I tried to get it voted. That's like back then they didn't have a podcast. Uh, category. It was just no. like you had to write it in, like best local, like best category we missed, local podcast, Word of the Bay. Uh, but now there's actually a field for best local podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start a grassroots effort here to uh, get us nominated as uh, the best, one of the best local podcasts. Um, this is officially us throwing our hat in the ring. Yeah, for me, if we get nominated, even just to get nominated would be huge because I. There's a lot of podcasts out there that have the support of of like 1025 the Bone and like other radio stations. So like I don't expect a win against those guys, but just to at least be mentioned and nominated. It'd be nice to compete. That'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice to be underdog in there. story. Yeah. So if you want to vote for us, uh go to Creative Loaf- Creative Loafing's website and check that shit out or it's pinned onto my Twitter account Kyle W O T B. Uh, I have it pinned there, so you can go and check it out there, and I'll I'll provide uh, a link in the show notes as well. If you're subscribed on iTunes, I'll I'll put a link up there to vote for us or nominate us rather. So do that. And yeah, so that's uh, without further ado. Any, anything else, guys? You guys, before we get into it, do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Um, outside of Tampa sports, maybe the new Panthers jerseys. Um. Oh, really? They're an improvement. I don't hate them. I would have gone with solid colors and not a split color. Yeah, but uh, but I I I don't have any issues with them really. I think they're better than the old ones, and I think that's the whole point. 
Yeah, Florida Bros. Good. Yep. Uh, now you don't have such a cheap suit on. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, there's a lot worse things. There's a lot of worse ways they could have gone with that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, of course, they could have gone. They could have gone full know, buccaneer and like, <laughs> like authentic tiger scratchings were their numbers. Or just made the fucking bigger, the uh, or made the logo bigger. Yeah, I think the I, biggest improvement. I'm sorry, Kyle. I think maybe they're trying to like blaze a trail here, and and be unique with their jerseys. I don't know. I don't know. They definitely improved their logo. I think. I think their logo is a lot better. And, yeah, uh, it's more unique to them. I agree. When you go a little bit more simplified, I think that's I like that look a lot better than the the stylized like Panther like wow like what we did with ours. I mean, there wasn't much more to simplify. We were just a simple lightning bolt and we did and now look at it. I, yeah. Well, I mean, our 2000 like uh 6 7ish bolt was like fucking Nickelback uh, lightning bolt, and you know, yeah, the, the okay hockey years, yeah, yeah, it was like a fucking badass lightning bolt. Now it's like, okay, lightning bolt, very classy and understated. And I think that that's, was our teen angst, yeah, years, yeah, it was like the okay hockey, like we we fucking made the saw franchise. It was, it was almost like it had a piercing, it's true, it had a piercing. You know, you all. You always see the more simple logos hung everywhere in a city. If you go to a city with a team that has like a complicated logo, you see a lot less of it on cars and stuff like that. It's true. And I yeah, feel like the Panthers point. the Panthers have gone from like, we're fucking Panthers to like we're Panthers. Like check it out. Like, you know, this is our this is our logo. It's a it's a, it's a little bit it's a little bit soccer. It's a little bit soccer. That's what I was thinking. It it seems a little MLS. Florida FC up in the house. Yes, but, uh, Florida HC hockey club. I, I like it. I think it's a good change, and I think it's a good time for them to change their uniform because they're on the upswing. And yeah. uh, good, and good I, time I, to I like rebrand. It, it is, a, time, yeah. Good. It's kind of like what the Lightning did. Yeah, they're kind of stealing our thunder, you sons of bitches. Uh, oh, you punny. fucking asshole! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, starting off great. <laughs> well, all right. Um, I don't want to go to something not great. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything on the Bucks really. Um, I was going to go on our Bucks and see if see if there's any topics to to pick out. But Hargraves is running with the second team, but that means literally nothing now. It yeah. Means nothing. Hargraves is like lining up, and I've heard he's lining up in nickel uh, in the nickel position. Um, let's see. Just I'm on our Bucks right now. Let's see if I can. John Lynch I thought is, it was pretty interesting today. Uh, they said that Dirk Coders brought an energy to one book place that's been absent since Gruden left. Mm. I thought that was interesting. That doesn't really mean much. It means, but it means Dick. He was there last year and it didn't have there, or is it because he was under Lovey's tutelage? And... Well, yeah, Lovey was in control. No cussing, you know, no cussing. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we can curse. Yay. Yeah. Good. Um, Maybe the other teams will be afraid of us because we. You can gotta play. allow. You gotta allow men to be men. No, you can't I treat them like kids. It's, you know, and, and and they're gonna play. They're gonna run through a wall for you. More most, true. it's more likely true. they'll run through a wall for you if if you just kind of let them be them. Well, let's say this much: Tony Dungy didn't get a Super Bowl. Jungren did. Very true. Oh man, you mentioned those two names, and I, I saw those two faces. Not like flash. I saw those two faces. Not an hour ago watching highlights and I'm just, uh, I got, I got so much hate right now in my heart that I need to get out. (laughs) Yeah. I agree with you. You're going to be able to let it out. Yeah. We'll get there. 
<laughs> oh my god. We all got hate in our heart right now. Got so much hate in my heart. Okay. You hate hate in your heart. Hold it in. Hold it in for Hold you know in. for now. Another half an hour. Well, actually, I'll have an opportunity right now to get a little bit of hate in my heart. So let's do something that we don't do very often, uh, but we're going to do it early in the podcast, and we're going to ask the question. Do the Rays suck? So let's do that now. All right, so when last we left our zeros, wow. they sucked, right? Yeah, they they left pretty bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, they they continue to leave bad taste in my mouth. It's it's not been good this year. This this doesn't seem like it's going to be a great year <laughs> for the for the Tampa Bay Rays. Doesn't uh, bode well already. Yeah, it seems like every. It seems like every time we get a bright spot, it's just taken away from us immediately. It is, and, th- and there's like there's there's small wins within these these, but I mean, okay, I'm looking at uh, when's the last time we recorded Friday. So Friday Yankees loss, Saturday win, Sunday loss, Monday loss, Tuesday loss win. Yeah, it's it's all bad, all bad. So <laughs> all, I all get... it's not good. It's not even kind of. So if you want to take it game to game here. Or let's see who started. Who started on Friday? I can't recall. I know Odorizzi started on set on uh, Sunday because he had that the um, the near perfect game that it was immediately taken from him and destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> taken Thrown from him. Thrown on the ash heap. Destroyed. Archer was last Friday. Stephen Dolwip says, um, "Okay, cool." So I'm got. Yeah, he's in the chat, so he's he's gonna set us straight. So Archer was on Friday. Archer didn't look sharp, obviously, and as he has been. Um, and then a a win on on Saturday, five to nine. Our offense wakes up and and is able to drive in a bunch of runs. Ooh. And then Sunday rolls around. I'm excited about even that. It's just hard to get excited about that. I like that. I like watching it. It's it's not a it's not a bad thing to watch. I don't think you know. In my opinion, it, it's fun to watch us score runs. Uh, but what's even it's what's even worse to watch is the way our starting pitcher pitching plays. Yeah, it's it's pretty anemic out there. Mm. Yeah. And I'm gonna make a point here in a couple seconds, but I just want to kind of go through the week that was. Mm-hmm. So you got a five nine loss against the Yankees, and then a two one loss where Jake Odorizzi takes a perfect game into the fifth, and then proceeds to give up one pitch. I like I I knew this, like I, I saw this coming from a mile away. I feel like um, one pitch, and he he gives up the game on a pitch, the home run. And if you can't if you can't beat a team by a single run, then what are you doing? You know what the fuck are you doing? And it's not a lot of baseball. They had one fucking hit, and <laughs> yeah. it was a two run home run. Yeah, to win the game. 
If you say, what, if, if I what is you, that? Like, oh yeah, Jake Odorizzi is going to go. How, I think he, what did he go? Six, maybe seven. He's going to go seven innings, one hit. Oh fuck yeah, here we go. That's a win all day. Uh, day. No, we lose two to one. Just that kind of fucking year. And then the Royals, that kind of fucking franchise. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'm going to get into this in a second. So the Royals, we we have a three game set with the Royals, and they proceed to just sweep us by way of steamrolling us. They score six or more in each game. To be fair, we suck at that park. We were terrible. We lost like 19 of 20 there, something like that. At Kaufman, yeah, we're terrible there. But I mean, that's that's heebie-jeebie bullshit. We you know we should be able to win there. We're terrible right now. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. I mean, the Rays, um, they're 22 and 29, which isn't awful. You know, that's 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 bad, but it's like, okay. It's, no, it's still within reach. If you can stay around 500 going into the All-Star break, that's okay. Like, that's that's not the worst. It's not good. It's not bad. It's, you're just meh. And if you can maybe perform after July in the All-Star break, then, you know, maybe you can make a run. I think somebody pointed out to me on Twitter that the – uh, at this time last year, the the Blue Jays were in fourth place. So, stranger things have happened. Yeah, but we're not the Blue Jays. We're not the Blue Jays, and I'm seeing a lot of a lot of things on Twitter right now about. Have you guys heard the 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 um, hashtag cash trash or or no, trash not. trash cash? Oh, they already calling for his head. His head's being called for right now. Kevin Cash's head. Lord. I know we suck, but really, do you want that right now? Dude, this is the this is the world we live in. We live in Tampa where everybody's like, ah, it's not working. Coach coach has got to go, man. And we you know that clip from Futurama with Fry? Fix it, fix it, fix it. Yeah. Fix it. That's us. That's us as a fan base. Yeah, this is everybody that blamed Derek Shelton for the past uh three and a half years because they couldn't blame Madden because oh Madden's Madden's the baseball wizard. So it's got it can't be him. It's gotta be Derek Shelton. It you know, it certainly can't be the fact that we're just a not we're not a fucking talented team. Maybe that's the reason why. No? No, maybe, no, I don't know. <laughs> Like no baseball manager in the history of time has ever had a really a World Series caliber season without talent. You can you can apply the best hitting theory and in, in practice, and when you apply it to borderline minor league hitters, it's you're going to get the same amount of output had you had a normal batting coach. Yeah. I just don't. I understand Derek Shelton's in pretty much looking inept right now as a base or as a hitting coach. He's but, looking great right now as a hitting coach. We're hit, we're the <laughs> we've hit the best no, this no, no, year. No, 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 no. I'm talking about timely hitting. Like we're terrible men We've men's always position. been terrible with men in scoring position. The only the but only isn't time that the reflection of a good timely hitting is hitting when you're supposed to? Okay, but how can you blame the hitting coach for that? Because he's been he's doing not the one up there at the plate. Exactly. Like you can't teach how to be clutch. You can't teach clutch. Yeah, you can have you can have the perfect swing. You can have Ken fucking Griffey Jr. swing, but if you don't have that 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 gene, I guess you could call it that clutch gene to say, hey, this is a big moment, and to come through in those moments, it doesn't fucking matter. You're gonna pop up, or you're gonna strike out nine times out of ten. Yep. And the time you do get a hit with a I don't know a guy on second and third, it it's probably not gonna fucking matter because we're gonna be down like ten nothing. So. I just some guys have it and some guys don't. And for the longest time, we've had guys that just don't have it. 
There's one guy in our lineup that has clutch, and it's Longoria, and that's probably fucking it. He has Tampa clutch. Yeah, yeah. He walks up on the Padres. Yeah, fucking middle of June. Yeah, yeah. He's got to. We also have a bunch of. We have a couple players on our team that apparently, you know, just uninterested in playing competitive baseball. Uh, Absolutely, and it. It makes me wonder when people talk about firing cash because our starting pitchers can't make it more than five innings or because uh, we can't seem to find a hit for the life of us. And they say, well, fire cash. That's not Kevin Cash's fault, man. They're, you know, he's going to make the lineup and he's going to put those guys out there and he's going to, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know, where Kevin Cash comes into play is, is the decisions that he makes late in the game and bullpen in the bullpen, you know, pitch hitting a guy. Th- that's the kind of shit that you that you look at a manager for, but not if you're t- if, you know, starting pitching is going out there and giving up runs in the first and second. If if fucking Chris Archer is going out there and giving up runs in the first and second inning, that's not what your your staff ace yeah, is four, supposed to do. Four earned runs in the first two innings, like. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's supposed not, you're not going to win a lot of games starting off like that, especially from your ace. He's supposed you to be your number what? one. The the bullpen is bad, yes, but you know what doesn't help is when your starters can't go 5 innings. Exactly, or five innings without giving it up. all fucking snowballs, man. It all snowballs. That's yeah. what that's that's the game of baseball. If you're not hitting, then your pitching's going to suffer because they they don't feel comfortable giving up anything. If you're not pitching, then your hitting feels like they got to score twenty runs every game. And if your bullpen sucks, then no one feels comfortable ever with any lead. It's a snowball effect. So to your point, Anthony, like this philosophy that we've picked up this year with. We're putting we're putting a paramount on on hitting. You know, obviously we're we're, we're going to be a, a a big hitting team. We're going to sacrifice our defense at the you know at the expense of of defense. You bring in a bat a Brad Miller. You bring in a Logan Morrison, and you bring in a um, Steve, uh, Steve Pierce. Pierce. And you know we'll we'll take a hit on defense, but we're we're going to be a better yeah. hitting team. And the philosophy for the last. Uh, however many years has been pitching and defense it's been joe madden going out there oh yeah pitching and defense that's that's our that's our fucking game we're gonna go out there and we're gonna we're gonna pitch well we're gonna play defense well so i think when you pick up these guys that that don't necessarily play defense well your pitching is gonna suffer i think that's that's ultimately what i think this is like our our starting pitching was so good over the years because we were able to play we were able to play defense behind them we were able to get the the amazing ground balls, turn the double plays, that kind of shit. I think that's why you're seeing our team struggle, and, and more specifically, that's why you're seeing the starting pitching struggles because they don't have the defense behind them that they used to. No, they don't let have me, that safety net. Let me throw this out there. Compare our infield in 2008 to our infield now. Our infield in 2008 was what? Longoria, Bartlett, Zobris? Iwamura. Uh, or Iwamura. Yeah, no, it was Aki. Yeah. And uh, Pena at first. Those, all those guys are very capable defensive yeah. players. Now you got Lagoria, Brad Miller, and whoever the fuck's going to be at second until Forsyth is back. It could be Modder <laughs> and and Logan Morrison at first. Yeah, Stephen Dolwips in the chat. He's he's more or less agreeing with me. He says the range yeah. the Rays changed their philosophy from focusing on defense and pitching to more emphasis on hitting, and now you're seeing the effects of it. He says Brandon Geyer dropped the ball, uh, which led to an inside the park home run tonight. So, 
Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's that's the thing. People people are wondering why our starters can't get deep into games is because we can't play defense behind them like we used to. We used to make we we were able to make guys like Andy Sonnenstein and Edwin Jackson and Eric Bedard look good because we were able to play defense behind them and and shore up some of the balls that were that on other teams uh, would poke through the the infield. You know that yeah, was. Go ahead, Nick. I'm sorry. I was going to say our our defense was. Uh, I mean, I never ever remember starting pitching on this um, team, but we started off by just being so solid defensively that you had to pl- like have a perfect game against us to beat us. I think it's I think it's a mistake that we went with hitting over defense, and we should we should we still have the starting pitching there. We have we have guys like Blake Snell in the minors. Like we still it's still there. And you know, if you had a good defense behind them, maybe they can go deeper into games, and you just get you get the runs that you get. You win a couple of one nothing games, and and you know you move on with your life. But now we've put this paramount on on hitting, and you see games like the games against the Royals, where we have games that are two to six and five to ten and three to six, and and um, you know that kind of shit where we're, we're out hitting the Yankees five to nine, but you know, in the next night we can barely get a hit because uh, you know, our, our lineup is so inconsistent. The, the Royals won a fucking world series off of pitching defense and base running and timely hitting. That's how they won that world series. Gee, where have I heard yeah. that before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's over sticking the, with them. Well, you know what? We didn't, we didn't always have the timely hitting part down, but uh, not even close. Not even close. We don't have but the fucking payroll. It, it, goes, it goes to show that a team that is so good at the fundamentals that it's just second nature to them is going to win a lot more games than a team that's just trying to outslug you. Yep, fundies, fundies, my friend. Like I, I remember a lot more double plays back in the day than I do now. Like it, it seems like a a rare thing anymore to turn a, a double play when back in the day, it's like that happened almost every inning. Yeah. And great well to the chat pointing out the Royals didn't even have that great of starting pitching. They just had a lockdown bullpen. If they got to the, if they got to the seventh with a lead, you were done. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. I recall a raised bullpen the same way when you had Trad Chad Bradford and Troy Percival and uh, fucking JP Howell and uh, Grant Balfour. And there you go. Yep, just hand it over, guys. Yep, Whoop. There you go. <laughs> 2010. Rafael Soriano. No, Soriano. Soriano came a couple years later. Well, I was talking about 2010. I said. Oh yes, you're, then yeah. you are. You are correct. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good seven, eight, nine, two, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was. That was a yeah. playoff year, I believe. I mean, hold on, let me check. No. Yeah. Wait. 2000. No, don't, don't check. Don't check. <laughs> don't check. Uh, the list. Yeah, the list. <laughs> Don't check. Oh God! <laughs> bring it back in, Kyle. Bring it bring, back in. Bring it back in. We're talking about the current race. All right. So, um, they haven't disappointed us yet. Not that bad. I, 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 I remain optimistic about the race, and I'm still gonna have fun watching them. It's they're they're still able to hit well, and I think they, I think the starting pitching can wake up. I just think that this whole philosophy of paramounting, uh, hitting over defense, it's not gonna work out. Nope, not in the long run, at least. Yeah, you'll have stretches where they win, where they win like four or five, and they score a bunch of runs. But that doesn't that doesn't hold up. Yeah, agreed. So, guys, I have some other raise news for you, off the field news. Ooh. 
What's that? Well, apparently the uh, Tampa Bay Rays met with the Hillsborough County City Council about some possible stadium locations. And? And a lot of them are very, very interesting. And I kind of want to go over them with you guys. Oh, please do. Let's do it. So uh, I'll start from from bottom to top of of what I like. So they didn't give them all away. They talked about a lot of locations. They didn't give them all away. Uh, but some of the some of the ones that they talked about were the Florida State Fairgrounds, which has been tossed about before. Uh-huh. Uh, the 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 Tampa Can I Bay- stop you right there? Yeah, step, stop me right there. Go ahead. If they build one there, what uh, what happens to the fair? Do they just keep using like the parking lot for it? I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of open work. there's a lot of open area there, but I think I think that's that's a it's an awful idea. You're you you're basically faced with the same situation that you are. Yeah, in. I don't just like, north. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that location at yeah, all. Terrible location. I really don't. Okay. Yeah. And second to that is the Tampa Greyhound track, which is. Uh, basically more you you know you're trying to get the more temple temple terrace loots uh yeah. an eyesore man it's an eyesore and it's a weird location that's uh, i feel like that's another that's that you don't want to be there better than the fairgrounds though yeah i mean i i pass it every time i come in from gainesville when i'm heading to tampa so that that'd be a, you know at least it'd be like right off the interstate people would see it when they drive in it's I true agree. but it's, still it's, that's the I same mean, same with tropicana sense. field you pass by tropicana field when you go to sarasota bradenton yeah but nobody goes true. to sarasota bradenton or well, there's a skyway between there but key west or you know anywhere south that's florida bridge. you gotta pass it eventually yeah but true. It's just like nobody lives right between there and the bridge, though. I'm telling you, yeah, man, but, I, I don't think it, people live around that area either. But people from out of state just think it's a big crock pot. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It is a big crock pot. But, but yeah. here's, here's three areas that piqued my interest that, were, that are very attractive areas. And, I, and all three of these, I would love to see a stadium here. So the first one, which is the one that... Uh, Steve Dumang likes to talk about all the time is Ybor City. And I can I say something about Go that? ahead, yeah. Um I think that would be a great place to put it just for the fact that that would show a lot of culture in Tampa, like the area around it would be very cultured. It wouldn't just be like a flat development land. Agreed. Uh but at the same time, you're that's a lot of hoops you're gonna have to jump through to build something like that there. It's a lot of because there's a lot of ho- to get out of there too. Like that's a lot of historical things around there too. Yeah. Well actually it's not in Ybor City proper. It's more by it's by the IKEA. Um it's by the actual basin. Oh yeah, it's it's so if you if you if you look if you were to look at Tampa on a map, uh you you obviously have uh the Emily Arena. You have mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm zooming into it now. You, for those that are familiar with the area, at least you have the IKEA, and then kind of south, southwest from that, there is a, um, like a channel, a channel for like big shipping and shipping containers and stuff. There's a but there's like a lot of free open land there, and it's owned by some kind of shipping corporation uh, that can be used. So that's what they're talking about. So like. It's north of the Florida Aquarium and the Channel Side Bay Plaza and Emily Arena. It's north of all that. And, um, you know, it's kind of way back in that man-made harbor right by the Selma that, Expressway. Does that make it any more accessible than Tropicana? I think... That's when, kind of an... I, go ahead. I'm sorry. When you, when you look at the... Well, when you look at... You have 
I four, I seventy five, and the Selma Expressway right there. That's pretty accessible, and and it's right okay. near all, all that. Right. It's, yeah, it's, no, no, no. Here's yeah. my only problem with that. Expressway. Oh, sorry. My only, not, no, you you were talking first, but no, no, my no. only pro, my only problem with that spot is that that harbor is not the best thing to look at. No, it's pretty ugly. Really, it's pretty ugly. Well, it's very industrial. It's and, and the thing is, is, we don't. That's not the image we give off. We don't want to come off like Pittsburgh. We want to come off more like San Diego. I mean, you know, we could always put like smokestacks on the stadium. Like we could go like we could go with the theming if we really want to. Right. And, and the so I'm, <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> I mean, I keep. <laughs> Yeah, smokes <laughs> like industrial, yeah. industrial fucking like barges that like. Bring yeah, every time we every time we hit home run, it's like a train. It's like that shh, like train horn sound. I mean, it pretty much is now. <laughs> yeah, very true. So the next, well, the uh, the second to to uh, the last. Oh God, I forgot. There's more. <laughs> yeah, there's two more, and they're, they they get better as they go. So like the second to last one is the Jefferson High School location. So for those that don't know. Jefferson High School is just off I-275 when you get off Howard Franklin. It's just past West Shore Plaza. So, you know, just when you pass the mall, it's on your uh, left-hand side if you're traveling into Tampa. Uh, that's one of the uh, areas that they talked about building it. And that's also a pretty good area. That's close to St. Pete. That's close to... What else is there now? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you're, they're not going to knock down the school, are they? I think... Mo- I th- think so i mean i think that's not gonna well dude that would that would be rough that would be real rough to do because you'd have to jefferson would have to find a new location to put their school at the only reason i I haven't looked into it so i don't know if if they're already looking to move i I would assume that if they're looking at that location that they that jefferson high school is going to move and then and uh you know they're looking for tenants for that location for that area i mean i would love that spot i think that's a great spot yeah, but that's good. That's also a bunch of hoops you're going to have to jump through. Yeah, it is. But the most attractive spot and the spot that I think would be amazing is the Tampa Heights spot. Um, so again, for those that don't know, let's just travel a little further down I-275 to the Hillsborough River. So right in the area of the University of Tampa, the Stras Center, where I-275 yeah, crosses. The- the the, the Hillsborough River, shadow, the other side of the shadow of the the Bank of America building, yeah. right, where we're opposite Emily Arena. No, no, not not opposite, but to the left of two seventy five. There's a bunch of fucking open. It's just open field area, and it's right where the, I know exactly. Where you're it's right about. where the Hillsborough River bends. It's right by I two seventy five, and you can almost make a diagonal line. If they if they if you were to put the Ray Stadium there, you can almost make a diagonal line from Raymond James Stadium to the Ray Stadium to Emily Arena, and that would be the perfect spot like as far as parking logistics um as far as location from st pete like st pete's already used to traveling that distance to go to uh uh, lightning and bucks games i think right there that's that's your sweet spot right there that tampa i'd like to i'd like i'd like to point out too like when you look at pictures of people at lightning games a lot their backdrop is always the city yep because it's just it's a beautiful thing to look at at night, and also UT's campus is also fucking gorgeous. It is. So it is. It's very Russia. That'd be a beautiful area to put a stadium. And I would that area right there. It's it's re- like it's right on the river. So you would imagine like that the the stadium would face the river. And when I look at it on a map, it's literally just open field. There's nothing there. There's like no, there's nothing fucking there. There's a couple streets. 
you know, you have a river, you have Blake High School. Uh, it's, I mean, it to me, it's like, oh my God, that would be amazing. Do either, do either of you play NHL? uh 2016 the new new one no yeah i have okay so what the area oddly enough kyle's talking about is the the helicopter shoot in for the pregame if you don't for the lightning game that's where he's talking about putting it yeah 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 it goes right over it and i think that'd be great that'd be absolutely perfect yeah you're just out of downtown you're in you're not in vinnickville exactly but you know you have there there's still areas to park residential and commercial and otherwise you you have the infrastructure there already for the tampa bay lightning oh my god i would love if it went to that place and it it basically be a triangle of Ray J, Amelie, and the new stadium. Yeah, like I said, you could. Because you could Ray J's not that far from that either. Nope, you really. can draw. You can draw almost a diagonal line from you know it'd be yep. it'd, it'd be like a little bit of a curve from Ray J to Tropicana to Amelie, and Amelie and the Ray Stadium would be, you know, a few you know a few blocks apart. You know, or a handful of blocks, I'd say a little it bit. Twenty. It would boost downtown's popularity by quite a bit. Oh God, I would love it. I would love it. Which the only problem, the only problem is, is uh, even though baseball and hockey don't overlap that much, you, they'd have to plan uh, around that because you cannot have uh, both those games on the same day. Yeah, and Jared asked, "Can the Rays build bars and shops?" You wouldn't need to. Downtown's right there. Like you, it's it's walking distance. It would be walking distance from the stadium. I mean, there'd there definitely be, be bars more, there. There'd be more Rays theming, for sure. Yeah, obviously. But yeah, you don't have to do much with uh, it's in terms of what's around the stadium already. It's just on the it's just on the other side of two seventy five from Amelie. So you, I mean, I think you know, it's, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to build a couple bars there on that main, you know, on that main drive on, you know, what score update, um, Longoria homered. We're hey. up four three. Hey, clutch, clutch, clutch. Yeah, there's a Tampa clutch. Coming Tampa through. clutch, baby. Okay. Tampa clutch. Tampa clutch is a two run homer in the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what did to take Beautiful. a one run lead with the worst bullpen in baseball. Yep, do it. <laughs> oh shit! So uh, what do we say, guys? Did the race suck this week? Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Jesus, you're goddamn it being an embarrassment to professional baseball being like that. Oh snap! Loot crate. It's June, you guys, and this month loot crate's doing dystopia. Um, looks like RoboCop, Terminator 2, uh, The Matrix, and Bioshock Infinite, and Fallout 4. Man, this looks awesome. I, just, I literally just got the copy. I'm reading it off my phone. So what is Loot Crate? Loot Crate is a monthly box subscription service. They'll send you six to eight items each month of licensed gear, uh, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items. Uh, you have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's Loot Crate, and after that, it's over. Uh, make sure you head on over to lootcrate.com slash shark and enter the promo code shark. You can save yourself $3 off any new subscription. And yeah, this one looks really awesome. I, I wish I would have got this one too. But now that I think about it, I, maybe I need to sign up for Loot Crate because this looks like all this, all this stuff looks right up my alley. I got the quest one, man. I don't, I don't really like Vikings or um, like, I guess I like Harry Potter and they got me. They gave me a David Bowie shirt. I, I man, I love Terminator Two, one of the best James Cameron movies ever. Uh, the Matrix, I love. Um, a standalone, there weren't the sequels, not so much. Bioshock Infinite, still haven't played, but goddamn, I love Bioshock as a franchise. And Fallout, who doesn't love Fallout? This 
month's box looks awesome. Make sure you go to lootcrate.com slash shark. Enter the promo code shark. Uh, you can get your hands on this loot crate. Uh, you have another, uh, what is it, the second? So uh, you have 17 days to go ahead and get that box and uh, subscribe to that. So once again, lootcrate.com slash shark, promo code shark. Get you some cool gear. Get your hands on some sweet-ass Bioshock Infinite Merc. And uh, I don't know, tell them Kyle sent you. I don't, there's, there's probably not a box where you could tell them that Kyle sent you, but you could probably probably just say it out loud when you, you when you place your order, and then I'll be satisfied, and Loot Crate will be satisfied. So lootcrate.com slash shark, promo code shark. Okay, we're back, and it's time to time to feel sad. <laughs> Yay, sad. <sighs> oh, God. God damn it. Here we go. Everybody got your tissues? Okay, good. You know, I, I, I sat here, and I this this list took me a good week to compile. I just started looking up past seasons for every team and kind of coming up with what, what you know, I, I came up with a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 games, and I had, and I had to pick five from those 12, and all 12 of those made me feel so salty, a, a mountain of salt. I had more sadness than salt. I had a nice mixture of yeah. being angry and then just being so, so depressed. So this is what we're going to do, gentlemen. We're going to go through our list individually, five to one. Uh, then we are going to go through our listeners' lists because they have also submitted. We have at least two lists that have been submitted to us. And then we're going to go through our honorable mentions. Um, Got it. So that's how this is going to go. So without further ado, we are leading it off with Anthony. Your number five most crushing defeat. So let me set the scene for you. Oh, please do. It's it's 2013. The Tampa Bay Lightning are in a year where the, not much is expected of them. It's John Cooper's first full year as coach. The team is really young, but we've called up most of the kids, and it's time to get this thing on the right track again. Steven Stamkos is tied for the league lead in points or scoring with Sidney Crosby. We skate into Boston, Massachusetts on November 11, 2013. And in late in the second period, Steven Stamkos gets tied up with Dougie Hamilton, goes down, and smacks his leg into the post. Mm. I remember that. He's, and I'm and I'm expecting him to get up. And I, I'm like, he's fine. He's fine. Whatever. You know, it happens. Shit happens. He gets, but he doesn't get up. He tries to get up, but he immediately falls. And I'm going, oh, no. What? And they show the replay, and I immediately knew they broke his leg. They bring out the stretcher. And at this point, I'm just in a puddle of tears in my room, just watching the TV like, no, this can't be happening. Like, no, he, this is his year. And it. It's the Olympics that year. He's going to be like one of the main people on Team Canada. Everything is going well for him. And then boom, broken leg, done. And he came back, I think, later that year, but it was he wasn't the same. No, he wasn't. For a while there. And so that's my first heartbreaking moment. That's more of a moment than a game, but I couldn't, I couldn't stomach that. I still think about it to this day. And I have flashbacks every time someone hits the post. And, wow. Oh no. 
That's not a good sign for the lane again, John Cooper, but he was back checking on Hamilton and had good position on him. The Lightning uh, players looking on anxiously oh, from man. the bench. He Let's have a look at clutching the, the trainer. Watch yep. come out there. You see it right he here. Never, it's never good when they embrace the trainer when they get there. Oh, on, on top of that, Stamkos we lost to Boston that game, too. Look, yep. lost, lost his skate wound. edge yep. and came in. And it looked like oh, brother. He fractured his right tibia to be specific. Yeah, good that, Lord. That was, that's a tough one, man. Yep. I, uh, that's a good number five. That's, a great that's my leadoff. So gentlemen, oh my God! What do we expect from the rest? <laughs> it's gonna get worse from here. It's gonna get much worse. Why are we doing this? Because <laughs> I had a dumb idea, and you guys said it was good. God damn it! All right, it's your turn, Nick. Oh, all right. My number five. Um, I don't have to set the scene too much, guys, because it it just happened. And I know this might be shocking to you, but my number five is May twenty sixth, two thousand sixteen. Game seven, Eastern Conference Finals, Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, fresh wound. Fresh wound. This one is going to go down for a while with me because not only, I mean, we've heard the story of how I found out what we won with six minutes left in the game, I presumed. We've, we've already lost. And to have it robbed and taken away from me so quickly, kind of in an opposite way, makes it last longer because... I didn't even have the end of the game to hope for. I had it taken away from me. And in a game in which we, or not just a game, but in a series in which we overcame obstacle after obstacle after obstacle to make it to, to make it to this point and to have game seven just be, I mean, Rust scored two goals. <laughs> he doesn't do that. And we were right there. <laughs> it's, we were right you know, there. Vasilevsky has arguably the worst goal he's given up in the playoffs and arguably one of the better playoff games he's ever played. And to watch a team that was just being built as the the storybook ending and just to have it crash right in front of you, even though it just happened not too long ago, this one's going to bother me for a long time. Isn't that? I'm 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 in complete agreement. It's as much as I as much as I feel like I'm moving past it. It's going to be a while before it leaves my like psyche. Every time I see a penguin now, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have flashbacks. Even just like a real life penguin. <laughs> Anthony goes to SeaWorld. No. Oh, fuck, man. We had a 3-2 lead yeah. in the game six. I mean, that's the that's the devastating part is the 3-2 lead. I mean, that, uh, you, you... coming home. I'm coming yeah. home. 3-2 lead. Yep. You had all the confidence in the world. But, I mean, look you at all look the at, momentum in the world. Look at Pittsburgh in 2011 and the same thing. They had a 3-2 a, uh, a, a lead and they fucking blew it. Or a 3-1 lead, rather, and then they blew it. Uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and which is kind of funny. And then the cherry on top of that, we couldn't pull off Game Seven even with the return of our fucking captain. Nope. Yep. Yep. Nope. What, we had everything. Who could have wrote everything. a better story? Everybody was back outside of our goaltender. Yep. And we even were... and arguably, he the backup was playing to a level that I'm not even sure Bishop could have. Yeah. Yeah. And we still couldn't get it done. Still couldn't Tampa get it done. Tampa Sports. 
Yeah, damn, damn, damn sports. Well, I, yeah, I, you know what we did. That was a that was a Tampa Bay good effort. All right, I think we need to let Kyle step into the batter's box here. I alluded to to something here, uh, and that the same thing happened to a, or, you know, a similar thing happened to us in 2011. The Pittsburgh Penguins actually went up three to one on us. We came back and won the next three games against them, and holy shit, we swept the Washington Capitals. Or nothing. Go fuck yourselves, Capitals. And uh, with Dwayne Rolison, of all people, in goal, in net, like the, the wily vet. And we go into uh, Boston, into TD Garden. Game seven, Eastern Conference Final. <laughs> and... <laughs> We just needed to win that one game. We'd be back in the Stanley Cup for the first time, for the first time since that 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 uh, fabled Cup run in uh, 2003, and Boston outlasts us for the game and wins it. Tim, Tim fucking Thomas. Tim, fucking Thomas. And anytime, anytime a Boston team wins against your team, anytime you see those fans happy, that is just the worst fucking feeling, uh, you know, ever. And and this really felt like the la- one of the last times we were ever going to get to see the likes of Marty St. Louis and and Vinny LeCavier, Teddy Purcell, uh, and you know the, those guys to win a game together. And it was. It was heartbreak. I hate losing to Boston. This this game barely beat out another game for me. You know, there it'll be in my honorable mentions, but it's another time another Tampa team lost to a, a Boston team in the playoffs. Uh, but I had to go with this one because it was later on in the, in the playoffs. It was an Easter Conference Final Game Seven. We all we needed to do is 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 win one game. We couldn't even score a goal. They shut us the fuck out in TD Garden. There's a there's a play if you don't mind from that game. Steve Downey has a wide open net, and Tim Thomas just kind of sticks his like he's expecting to get scored on. He just kind of puts his stick up. And if Downey puts it literally anywhere else, it's a goal, and he hits it right against his stick, and it stays out. It wasn't even like a deflection. He hit it flush, and yep. it deadened the And puck. it just it just fell. It just fell to the ground. God damn it. It's not even Fuck my to... fucking life, man. Yeah. I didn't even want it to happen. If, that, if that's Boston, that stick fucking breaks and it ends up in the back of the net. But no, it just the puck just dies. God damn it. There you go. Fucking Doc. God damn it, Doc. When he says that, oh, it wouldn't go. Yep. That's the, that's, and it's against your team. That's you pretty know, much the, it's my hope. Rod. Yeah. There they go. That fuck. Oh, the stick was just. Oh. He just stuck it out there. It was the last that, resort save. It just wasn't meant to be. It was a flail. They got to go to the Stanley Cup on a flail. We could have beat that fucking Vancouver team, too. Yeah. Oh, it's there was about two. There was two other teams in the Eastern Conference that year that could have beat the Vancouver team. Yep. <sighs> Anyhow, All right. that's my number five. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little off the board here. It's uh, this one. You're probably not going to have any sympathy for me on this one, but it's. Duh, it's not. 
Yep. Da, it's got a it's got a place da, in my heart because and I da, and, and I, it's because I was there. Exactly. 2008. This year did not end in heartbreak for the Florida Gators. They won a national championship in Miami over the Oklahoma Sooners. But this day ended in heartbreak for me. It was the fourth game of the season. We were playing the Old Miss fucking Rebels, who were at that time were pretty much a doormat in the SEC. We got Tim Tebow. We got Percy Harvin. We got a loaded team. Everyone's expecting us to go undefeated and run the whole fucking table, which is a thing that Florida has never done. Even though they have three really? national championships, we've never gone undefeated. Nope, wow. we've always had one loss. Fourth and one, late in the fourth quarter, we're down 31-30 by one fucking point. And everyone in the stadium knows that Tebow is going to – he's just going to go up the middle like Tebow does. Every, that's the call. It's the play call. The whole fucking stadium knew it. And he gets stuffed. And Ole Miss gets the ball back. <laughs> and the clock runs out and every and the entire stadium sits there in stunned silence i remember it so clearly i was there i watched the whole thing happen <laughs> we dominated that game let me read out just a little bit of a stat for you we had 443 total yards so they're 325 and we had 24 first downs so they're 10 and they won by one fucking point <laughs> uh, wow well that sounds like a bucks game yeah it, it was yeah. it was the biggest gut punch it, that in a live sporting event in the history of my in, in my life i've never been more gut punched than that day of course it ended triumphantly that year so it's not really yeah really that no but yeah. seeing it live definitely well, adds to the effect if it wasn't live it, this wouldn't have made my list but i was there and i saw it happen so <laughs> there you go that's my outside of the box pick i'm trying to i'm trying to look for the uh please don't the call and I can't find it. I mean, I, I can. Let's see. What is this? During a week what? when top. Nope. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I wish I could remember that game, but I can't because you guys won the fucking national championships. Who cares? But I, I understand. No, I understand where you're coming from, Anthony. I do understand where you're coming from because they're you know they're you know that ruined the perfect season, man. It ruined the perfect ruined season. The perfect season. And maybe it made you feel maybe at the time it made you feel like you didn't belong. Like it made it, it gave you this feeling like, fuck, maybe we aren't that good. And maybe we, I'm no. sorry. I'm going to say this as as a fan of just a lowlier team that doesn't win as many national championships. Well, I shouldn't say that because we just did. Anywho. I don't want to hear it. You won this. The season. No, you fuck the off! Fuck <laughs> off, man! I was there. I was there. <laughs> Listen, I didn't want to. I wanted to go with outside the box pick. It's kind of hard because of the history, good... because the Gators have won a lot since I was a kid. But they're like they're one of my they're my second favorite team out of all the teams I root for. I couldn't just leave them out. Fair enough. I'll give you that. I know it's a fucking bitch pick because we didn't. No, win it's not a bitch pick. Not at all. Not <laughs> yeah. at all. It's a I bitch. Just, it's a bitch yeah. pick. Ooh. <laughs> wow, Kyle. I'm kidding. I'm. I'm, okay, cor- I'm of course, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand it because you'll, you'll find out why in one of my picks. Okay. Oh. Ooh. I understand. I we have we have eleven more of these. Jesus, we're going to be so depressed by the end of this episode. <laughs> all right, Nick, you're number four. All right. My number four occurred on January 7th, 2006. 
And I this game, I mean, it was a it was an important playoff game, yes, but oh not boy. so much in the annals of time. Oh boy. <laughs> this is the wild card playoff game oh against boy. Washington. And we uh we lost that game 17 to 10. Yes, we did. And, and let me tell you exactly what my memory of this game was. Um, I got threatened to be fired or uh, work that night. So at the time, I was working at Cracker Barrel. I know. Awesome. But I didn't have any view of this game. Not one bit. I didn't get to see or hear anything. Uh, I was forced to sneak back into the cook's quarters and beg one of them to put on the ra- or put on the game on the radio so I could listen to it. And I just caught the end of the game that we lost. That's the first thing I got to hear of it was the the Bucks just lost. And this is just so disappointing on so many levels because not only did I not get to enjoy any part of the good game or any good part of the game, however, I didn't see there was much of them. My only interaction was the game was final score, 17 to 10. Redskins take it. And Gibbs goes on and, you know, son of a bitch. Like, why couldn't you just let me not hear it? Here's here's what I will forever remember about this game. Dropped the ball. Chris Sims dropped a fucking dime into Edel Shepard's hands. He dropped a dime. The goddamn thing was there. All he had to do was catch the fucking ball. God damn it, this game. God damn it. You know how many, you know how many Chris, Chris Sims dimes? I could probably count them on my fucking hand yeah. that he dropped in his career with the Bucks. Okay? Yeah. And, 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 the one, and he throws one in a big moment, and the guy just... Oh, I'll never forget that game. I was so pissed. How do you drop that fucking ball? Edel Shepard, are you kidding me? He dropped it. And I'm looking at the replay now, and it's pissing me off, and I fucking hate this game. Because <laughs> I, I see the ball. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe when I look at the replay, maybe I'll see he makes a clean catch and the ref's fucked up. But no, he dropped the fucking pass. God damn it. It oh. never gets better, man. It never gets any better. This is the, 2005 was the best our defense had played uh, since our Super Bowl season. We had the best defense that year by far, man. Derek Brooks was playing out of his fucking mind, and you know that's the. It, it looked like another another one of those. Like we're we're gonna make it on an okay offense, but our defense is just unbeatable this year. And God damn it, man! Fucking Edel Shepard. Uh, oh, you can hear the cannons going off in the background. They were, fi- they were firing Michael Jordan heads. Those cannons firing Michael Jordan heads. Oh, God. That w- that's what it would have been today, yeah. yeah. Or it would have been like the, the picture of the football would have been like a Michael Jordan head, like uh, hitting the ground. 
God fucking damn God. it. God, I yeah, dude. That that this game, Nick, was is definitely on my list. Oh, it is on my All list right. of twelve, or not on my not, not on my list of five, but it it made my top twelve. Oh, cool. Okay, okay. I was Good. About to say. Yeah. All right. <sighs> Next one. Oh. Number four. Number four. My number four occurred uh, with the Buccaneers as well in week number seven. Uh, this particular week occurred in October the 20th of in 2002. Now, you may be saying, Kyle, that's the year that we went to the Super Bowl. And I'll say, yeah, it is the year that we went to the Super Bowl. Um Oh, but mine was a bitch pick. Oh, no, it wasn't. That's why I understand your pick because <laughs> this game, this game against the Philadelphia Eagles, the Eagles had beat us twice uh, in consecutive years to eliminate us from the playoffs. And the Bucks looked so good this year that I was like, man, this, this could be the year. This could be the year that we make the Super Bowl. Like, this could be it. And here come the Eagles. So it's like, okay, if we beat these guys, then we belong. This is truly it. I mean, it's 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 manifest destiny. Like we're we're gonna make the Super Bowl. We're gonna be the the uh, you know the team I always imagined we'd be. And week seven rolls around, and it just doesn't go down like that, man. Brad Johnson gets hurt. Um, Donovan McNabb uh, throws touchdowns all over us to Freddie Mitchell, and. We don't beat the Eagles. The Eagles beat us again. The fucking Eagles beat us again. Again! And I remember, like, I the only reason this is my number four is because I remember I went home. I cried. I cried after this loss. I went home. Like, I was at my dad's house. I watched the game. I was very upset. Didn't say anything. Was just, like, was fuming. Fuming, fuming, fuming. Got home and went to my room Went to my bed and cried. Cried on my fucking pillow. I was so upset. Like we like how can we not beat the fucking Eagles after all this time? Like we have John Gruden, our offense and our defense looks so good. Why can't we beat them? And uh it was such a disappointing loss to me. Like we should have beat them. Um I, I remember this day. I, so do I. I remember it very clearly, actually. I that was also the day that Sap got poked in the eye, wasn't it? Yeah, Sav got poked in the eye. Brad Johnson got injured, and it was like, fuck, okay, there goes our awesome team that we just had the first few games. All right, cool. We're fucked. Awesome. There was something about the Eagles and the Bucks back then that you just uh, that just doesn't exist today. No. When we play the Eagles, there was something about those two teams and how much we I hated Philly more than I hated any other city ever at, Dude, at, during that time. They owned us. They owned I, us. They fucking owned us in every fucking game. It just seemed like it, we were we just never beat them. Nope. And and that was the nail in the coffin for me until later, of course, that we were never going to beat them. If we ran into them, we were going to lose. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and, and that's why that NFC Championship was so amazing because we ended up beating them. But yeah, that's my number four. Bucks ten, Eagles twenty. <laughs> it's already back to me. That's it's already back yeah. to you. Yep. So I want to take you to the to the, the best raise year ever, in my opinion, two thousand eight. I don't think that's a much of an opinion. I think that's a fact. That's a fact. But, fact of life. That's a fact. That's a fact. 
Yep. Game five, the ALCS in Boston. It's the top of the seventh. And we take a seven nothing lead oh, over the God. Boston Red Sox. Oh, I have a story in on Boston. This. And the crowd goes silent. And my dad, I remember my dad yelling, Good night when we took that set. Like that was it. The fucking Payne and Longo hit back to back homers in that game. Everything's going great. And then the bottom of the seventh rolls around and the Red Sox put four on the board and things get a little tight, but we're thinking, all right, well, we got we got a good bullpen, everything's okay. You know, we top of the eighth, we don't do nothing. Top of the bottom of the eighth, they score another three. And now it's seven six. No, it's seven seven. Excuse me. It's seven seven. And we're th- and everyone's in of course now we're all sweating. Wait, hold on, Anthony. Can I can I stop you right there? Yeah, go ahead. Because I want to play something for you. Let's do it. Swing and a drive, deep right field. If it's fair, it is way out of here. Anyways, continue. Yep. So bottom of the ninth rolls around. They hit a single. Gabe Gross comes in to score, wins the game. And we just and just to put this into perspective, it was the second biggest comeback in postseason history. Not just Red Sox history, but postseason. Postseason history. Largest Good since game four night. of the nineteen twenty nine World Series. Good night. And the largest forever for a team on the brink of elimination. Ugh. Yeah, I fucking cried that night. I cried my eyes out. I f- it felt like the Red Sox magic that they've had for so many fucking years was just gonna come right back and bite us in the ass. Yep. And and beat us. Yep. Oh, and then on top of that, they won Game Six, so we really thought it was over. But obviously, we went on to win that series. But still, Nick, Oof. Nicholas, yeah, you and yes. I were together for that game. Yes, we were. We were at Ferg's. And I was like so confident in the fucking team. Like I was I was I mean, you guys know me by this point. I I was drinking and um I was loud and I was being I was being myself and being a loud Rays fan. And a woman comes up to me in Ferg's and says, Hey, you got you gotta lead the crowd and take me out to the ball game. Like I'm like okay, it's game five, world or ALCS. We're gonna win this fucker. We're gonna sweep these assholes. Um, okay, here we go. Take me out to and so I, I proceed to lead Fergs and take me out to the ball game, and then uh, TBS shows clips of the Buccaneers and the Lightning uh, defeating their opponents in their conference championships and advancing to their world championships. And I'm like, oh God, it's happening tonight. Every light fucking Tampa Bay love fest. And 
No. Womp womp. No. That was a hard, hard letdown that hard, night. Hard. That was one of that was that was one of the worst losses I've ever watched ever, and especially because it's always fucking Boston. Boston. Always, yeah. but their bullshit voodoo magic that happens to just surround that city for fucking ever will never leave. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Fuck that. All these big I'm cities. So, if, if we didn't win that series, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's wow, beautiful. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah. <laughs> Nicholas, you're number three. Um. Honestly, uh, when you started talking, Anthony, you got me uh, scared because I thought you were going to go do the exact same thing I was going to do. But I went a little later in the year. And this is the only game or moment or whatever you want to call it on my list that takes place over two days. This is game five of the 2008 World Series, oh, Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia. No. October 27th and October 29th. The slow and painful death of game five. The, the agony of having to watch your team who, I mean, at that point in time, we were clinging to momentum and inning to inning. All we wanted was a game six. We were just trying really, really hard to get to game six. But Philadelphia herself decided to just rain on our parade, quite literally. Took the game out of our hands, took the momentum that we had out of our hands, postponed it two days. It was called a swinging strike by home plate umpire Jeff Kellogg. Why? Nothing in two. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. Phillies are world champions. Oh, and Joe Buck and his stupid fucking face. And forehead. Oh, Phillies are world champions. Fuck you. <sighs> we lost that game four to three. Oh, and did we? Yeah. Did oh, was that is that's Hold on, let me that check was the my final score just to let you know. <laughs> Fucking check my paperwork here. <laughs> God fucking damn it. God fucking damn it. I hate this. Why did we do this? We're we're not <sighs> done yet. We got two no, more. You no, got three more. Yeah, Kyle, you've got three more to go. Yeah, Speaking sure. Speaking of that, Kyle. Kyle. <sighs> oh God. All right. You're, you're going to make me do it. My number three, I'm going back to football for this one. Mm. Going back to football. And this was this was a tough one for me to pick. And um, I think it's if you're a Tampa sports fan, it's pretty easy to guess what my number one and two are. Um, but my number three happened in week five of 2003, October 6th. Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Indianapolis Colts. The return of Tony Dungy to Raymond James Stadium. And, you know, what do you want to do to your old coach that returns? You want to kick his ass, man. You want to kick his ass. And 
I'm watching this game. I watched this game before the the uh, uh, you know before the podcast on YouTube, and I'm thinking, how the fuck did we lose this game? It is unbelievable. Fucking Rondé Barber picks Peyton Manning off with five minutes and fifteen seconds left to go in the game. He picks him off, returns it for a touchdown. And the score becomes 35 to 14. Okay? The game is over. For all intents and purposes, the game is fucking over. That is it. I'm, right? I'm pretty sure that's where all, all intents and purposes came into your life. This game is where that, that saying came in. Yeah. That game is fucking over at that point. Okay? Like, it's five minutes left in the game. Rondé Barber picks you off. Returns it for a touchdown. The Bucks are up 35 to 14. You fucking pack it up and you go home. You go home. And I look at this game now to this day and I'm like, how the fuck did we lose this game? How did we lose this game? This was one year removed from the Super Bowl. We had world champions still pasted in our fucking end zone. Okay. We had Warren Sapp, John Lynch, Simeon Rice, uh, you know, Derek Shelton Quarles, Derek Brooks. We had all of those guys on our fucking defense still, and we let the Colts come back on us in five minutes and win that fucking game on Monday Night Football. Guys, this wasn't just an ordinary loss because I'll contend that the Buccaneers have never been the same after this loss. That's when we lost the fucking swagger, man. That's what we lost. I mean, that's that's when it all went downhill. It was all downhill from this loss. You know, I tend to agree. It never felt the same after no, that loss. We were on top of the world. We were the world fucking champions. Nobody could beat us at at this point. Okay, that was you know we were we were the end all beat all. We had we were set up to be a dynasty, and after this loss, like you know, it, it was all downhill. Sure, we made the playoffs a couple times, but we filtered out or, or we fizzled out. We had a couple winning seasons, but they never went anywhere. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I feel like I blame this law. I, I, I blame a lot of what we are today, right now, at this point, with uh, the Raheem Morris's and the uh, Lovey Smiths and the Greg Chianos of the world. I blame all of that on this. I think you could trace it all back to this Monday Night Football game. Right here, on October sixth, two thousand and three. So you're saying that was the that was the little snowball. That the beginning of the end. Yep, that was the little snowball. That little tiny loss. I mean, it was a huge loss at the time, but that it was the beginning of the end for that. Di- like we 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 never realized our full potential because of that game. Nope, that was it. Yeah, that was the dagger. Mm-hmm. As Gene Deckeroff would say. Yep. That, yep. That and was, and, was, and honorable mentions. I mentioned another game that year, uh, which was week two, which is where the Panthers beat us in overtime after blocking a uh, extra point when Brad oh, Johnson. That was our num- my number one. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, when Brad Johnson tied it up with Keenan McCardell, they blocked an extra point and then and won it. I think that was that was strike uh, two, and then strike three was fucking the Colts knocking us out, man. That that game, I feel like I feel like the Bucks were never the same after that game. That was horrible, man. Yeah, and and that's that's why we are where we are today. Where I just have no faith in them. 
after that game. That's just like I can I can trace it all back to that one game. There's no trust after that. That that's basically that's your parents holding you and saying you're going to be fine, and then everything catching fire. Yep, exactly. So that's not that's my number three. Huh. I guess back to me now. <laughs> oh yeah. After that, that was that was like a sermon. <laughs> so I'm going back to baseball, actually. Oh brother, here we go. Really? October twelfth, two thousand ten. Cliff Ooh. Lee in the Texas Rangers coming back into the trop, trying to close the series, game five of the ALDS. I was sitting down the left field line as I watched the Rangers take a 1-0 lead early in the first and then watch us come back and tie it in the third. And then after that, it was just curtains. I fucking hate Cliff Lee more than anybody should hate somebody. He dominated us in that series. And that team in 2010 felt like it had what it took to win a World Series and to, re- and to you know erase that pain from 2008. And they couldn't do it. And Cliff Lee fucking dominated us and threw a complete game, one run, six hit, to knock us out of the playoffs in a year where it looked like we had a chance. And I watched it happen down the left field line. I watched it fucking happen. I watched him strike out and get every batter. And I I, I still can't shake that. I still can't. Kyle, weren't we at that game? No, we were not. I I was at the... The game in 2011 where the Rangers beat us, but not that game. Oh, okay. I was about to say those are blurring together. Ugh. Not that... to me- Sorry, not to mention he did that twice in the series. In game one, it was the same score, 5-1. That's all I was about to say was he. this was the second really, really good game he had against us that series. Dude, Texas, Texas kicks our ass. It's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. Ron Washington... Just has our number. We couldn't hit nope. against him. We couldn't hit anything mm-hmm. against him. And mm-hmm. I and the reason this is so high on my list is because I was there for it and I watched the whole thing. And and the trop was rocking that night too. And by the time it got to around the eighth night inning, it was fucking empty. And it was it was one of the saddest experiences of my life. I played more than ninety-two games in the season over the past five years. Swing and a miss, and Cliff Lee gets out of a major jam in the first inning. Both teams threatened, but neither score. Done with one, no score. Bases loaded to Rocco Baldelli in the bottom of the first. Cliff Lee gets him swinging. (laughs) Yep. Top Uh. five crushing defeats. Fuck! That's going to be the sound bite. Fucking hate it. Hate this shit. Okay. All right, Nick. Number two. Uh, um, like Kyle alluded to earlier, um, obviously it's clear. I mean, for at least for one of these, is going to be w- very clear why it's in the top two. And um, I'm actually going to, re- I guess, hold myself back a little from talking about this because I know it's going to be a very important topping, talking point for somebody else. So let's take us to January 23rd, 2000, the NFC Championship game. Oh, man. Tampa Bay versus St. Louis. And this this game was the most 
defensive dominated performance I think I've ever laid eyes on. Maybe I'm being biased because it was my team, but we looked so dominant and our our offense was just not not giving us any any little bit of help. This game was so frustrating because of what we 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 got to hold that team. That was a special Rams team. That wasn't just some other team. That was a very special Rams team. Greatest show on turf. And we held them to 11 points. 11 points. (laughs) Kurt Warner was grounded. And we, uh, yeah. (laughs) So, like I said before, I don't want to dig too deep into this because we're going to be, we're going to be rehashing this. So, that was my number two, the NFC Championship game from 2000. I, I wish I could. I can't find the Burn Emanuel catch here on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Rams were were the greatest show on turf. They were the uh, they were the shit back then, and um. Our, for our defense to keep him in check for so long and for Kurt Warner to fucking throw a pass to Ricky Prohl in the fourth quarter uh, to, to put him ahead, and then for us to lose it on such a bullshit call is, quite frankly, uh, a travesty. You know, and it goes back. So, I'm sorry, I was... Uh, I'm, uh, no, I didn't know you were getting ready to play that. Well, I was playing an NFL Network thing. No, I want. I was hoping that it would give us the call. But... It goes back to what you said in your last uh, in your last game is that that could have also been the start of a dynasty if we had gotten past the Rams that day. Yeah. Let's see if and we could have had we could have had two championships going to that Monday night game, and it might have stung a little less. Exactly. Nope. Let's see if it'll give us the. Give us a call here. I mean, they really, they were a video game, not a football team. Play action by Warner. Dumps the ball. Picked up. Intercepted to the 20-yard line. Keep being physical. We're messing with the rhythm. The tempo was set by Tampa's defense. It was 6 We looked so good. Late we looked so amazing. The Rams finally reached the end Ricky Pro. The Bucks answered with a drive of their own. Only to see it halted by our number five controversial call. Bert Emanuel made a crouching catch. Oh, God damn it. I'm not sure what's going on. It looks like they might be reviewing something. When the initial movement came. God, that was a fucking catch all day. I can't do this. I can't do this game right now. Can we stop? Can we stop doing this list? Your turn, bud. It's my turn? Yeah, it's your turn, man. Fuck. So we're at number two then, right? Yep. Yep. Well, you're number two. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on my number two. Um, because it's already been talked about once before. Hmm. We're gonna we have some overlap. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go out go come out and say what my number two is, and. Um, fucking <laughs> strike by home plate umpire Jeff Kellogg. It's gonna, it's 
going to let this play out. Phillies are world champions. Fuck you, Joe Buck. Fuck the Phillies. Fuck all these assholes. The city itself wanted us to lose. Oh, man. I had to hear that twice at one night. Dude, I watched the whole I watched the whole ninth earlier today Why? because he, I just had to watch he, it. He really likes to punish himself. Deanna Navarro was on base. We pinch hit or we pinch ran Fernando Perez. Fernando Perez went to second. We had a man on second. All we had to do was just get a base hit and tie the fucking game, man. That's all we needed to do. And we just couldn't do it, and it's heartbreaking, and that's the closest the Rays have ever gotten to winning anything. And it's the reason I'm but, a fan today, sure. But, Kyle, we have wild card banners. <laughs> no. Uh, Fuck you're... those wild card banners. Fuck all that shit. Fuck all that. Fuck all that bullshit. I don't care. I don't give a f- I don't care, man. Win the goddamn World Series, and then talk to me. Wild card banners. God damn it. That game was such horseshit. I anyways, that's my number two. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. I love it. I'm not gonna spend much time on it, but god damn it. God damn it. That's my number two. So, oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, go go the fuck ahead. Well, yeah, let's let's just let's just let's just uh let's rip some band-aids off right now because we're all we're going to number one. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. If you couldn't predict this, uh, then you don't know me well enough. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. But I think it's all of our number ones. Game six in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Game six in front of Chicago. Everybody's like, oh, my God, Chicago deserves this. It's their time. They're going to get to win one in front of their home crowd. Even though it was their third one in six years, you know it's it's just their time, it's man. Time. Yeah. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks to win the Stanley Cup and again. They <laughs> again, they took it from us, man. They Nick, fu- Nick, you're fucking. They yeah. took- are you in agreement with this one? Right, oh you. yeah, this is my number one. This is your number one. This is my number one too. So without further ado, no. Count on that. They've waited a long time for this to be in hold. For the first time in how many? For the first time in what years? No. For the third time in six years. Fuck you. Yeah, whatever. That that lightning team felt like destiny, man. It It felt like fucking destiny. We come back against Detroit. We've wiped the floor with Montreal. We beat New York in New York. It's like, fuck the Blackhawks. They've got two cups already. We're going to fucking win this thing. And nope. Kyle, you and I used the a Chicago Fuck Blackhawks jersey as a doormat for yeah, we did for months after that game. <sighs> here's here's why I don't mind losing to Pittsburgh, especially in the in the it, it was just the Eastern Eastern Conference Final, and I feel like I've seen that enough as a as a sports fan to okay, you know, fine, go win your fucking whatever. Um, 
But it's the Blackhawks. They're like the the perennial fucking big dicked championships year to year. Yeah, they're it's the like, oh, hockey Yankees. Yeah, all their fucking bandwagon fans. And I know that's a stupid term to use, bandwagon fans, but I'm salty right now, so I'm going to use it anyways. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I still have yet. Uh, I'm never going to recover from that one. That's one that's never going to leave me. And, uh, and especially now that we know where this that roster is, didn't win one, that one hurts even more than it used yeah, to. Yeah, that one hurts. That I mean, uh, when we had a two-one lead in that series too, people forget. Because you think, I mean, at least Brad Richards and Modine and Lecavier and Marty, they got their cup. Yeah, these, they got a ring. These guys never did. Nope. And uh, and and the fucking three and six Blackhawks, they got theirs, or they got their third one. Yeah, like that makes it sting even fucking more. Like if it was somebody else, if it was like the San Jose Sharks or some shit, like whatever, it still hurt. But at least yeah, like good for them. Yeah, good for them. But like fuck you, man. Like fuck that. Like why I can't know. we get one? Like before, fuck. Why not us? Yeah. Well, before that season, I actually happened to like the Blackhawks. Like before anything started, I had like cool. The Blackhawks went awesome. I that's a that's my Western team. So on so forth. Da da da. I had no issues with them. And as the playoffs progressed, I realized that the real, real likelihood that we were going to have to face them if we were going to get a cup. And then it became quite apparent or apparent in the Western Conference Finals when they beat... Wait, hold Anaheim. on. Anaheim. I thought, was, I thought it was the Ducks. Yeah, they blew... They, they also blew a they seriously They blew the barn them. doors off of Anaheim. And Anaheim was the fucking great team that year. No, they, Anaheim had a fucking lead on them in three, two series lead. All they had to do was win one more and yep. we would have played the ducks and we probably would have beat the ducks to be quite we honest. Beat the ducks. We could have beat, beat, beat the ducks because they didn't have the experience either. And even no, if we didn't, what, it'd probably, you know it'd it is, probably been a less Crawford. Fuck, Crawford, man. <laughs> Crawford had his magic saves and his like seeing eye stops when we, I mean, how many posts did we hit that game? Stam Coast chipped the paint off of one. It's just uh. all right. Well, let's go through some of our listeners' uh, top fives. Yes. This is from Andrew Welch, Great Welch in the chat. You can follow him at, at Andrew S. Welch on Twitter. Uh, his number five game is 529-13. Wings blow a 3-1 series lead to Chicago and lose in overtime on a goal to Brent Seabrook in game seven. We should mention that Andrew is a Detroit guy. He's a Detroit guy. Wow. Number four, yeah. uh, September 1st, 2007. Number two, Michigan loses to Division Two Appalachian State uh, yeah, that in the big been on house. My list too, man. Yeah, that would have been on my list too. Dexter Jackson running the fucking and we dra- <laughs> and then the Bucks draft him. So I guess I should be laughing. Um, <laughs> uh, number three, he says the 2008 lines. He says no particular game, just that they went 0 and 16. So the entire season. Um, <laughs> uh, Honorable mention: We could have done the 72 bucks. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, that's I true. I was alive for that. So <laughs> uh, number two, uh, October 24th, 2012, Pablo Sandoval launches a three-run homer in Game One against Detroit. No words for that. Uh, and then finally, his number one is uh, October 13th, 2013, Game Two. Detroit at Boston, Detroit's best team with one of the best pitching staffs ever assembled, blows a 5-1 to lead because uh, Joaquin Benoit throws a meatball change up to David Ortiz, who hits a um, a grand slam in the eighth to tie. Yeah, dude, I fucking, fucking did. yeah, of course he does. That's fucking David Ortiz. Yeah. Fuck that guy. That's fucking Boston. Fucking, yep. 
horseshoe motherfucker. All right, let's see. I got another one here. Um, let's go with uh, Stephen Dolwips. His number five was May 30th, 2013. Will Myers collides with Jennings. Uh, Jennings uh. didn't call off Will. Johnny Gomes is the winning run. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty, that's course pretty, that's pretty solid one. Uh, August 14th, 2012, my first ever Rays game at Safeco Field and watching Fernando Rodney throw uh, a ball to Carlos Pena on the ball going wide of Pena. Uh, let's see. Wait, he, he gave me two different lists. Just read one. He's. I'm going with his personal one. Yeah, do go. the personal one. Uh, number three, August 15th, 2012, Felix Hernandez pitches a perfect game against the Rays. In Seattle, yeah, that was fucking terrible. He says I was the only Rays fan in attendance. My second ever Rays or my second Rays game ever. Me and Fernando Rodney kept shouting "perfect game," and I thought the curse or I thought I cursed the team. Uh, his number two is <laughs> uh, Game Six, Stanley Cup Finals, Bolts losing to Chicago, and his number one is Game Four, ALDS, uh, the Boston Red Sox beating the Rays. Um, yeah, that was pretty tough. That that was almost going to make mine. And then finally, we have one more. Uh, Jer Bear, uh, 81, or 81787. Yeah, Jer Bear, 81787. His top five crushing Tampa sports losses. Number five, game 10. Um, or game 10. Um, wow. <laughs> 2010, game five, ALDS uh, against the Rangers. Uh, his number four, 2006 NFL wild card. Nick, that was, so that was yours. Uh, his number three was the 2008 World Series Game 5. His number two was the 2011 Eastern Conference Final against Boston. And finally, his number one was the 1999 NFC Championship against the uh, St. Louis Rams. So there you go. I remember losing faith in referees then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, one of my one of my honorable mentions actually was the um, the Is semi- that the game we attended the semifinals where you and I painted our faces against the uh, New Jersey Devils and we lost. And I remember I remember how apathetic the fans were. I was like, "Come on, we're it's the fucking playoffs." Yeah, like no, by the end of the second period, people were like on their phones. Yeah. Nobody cared. Nobody gave a shit. Nick and I painted our faces for nothing. For we got to go on the ice. We got to go on the ice. We did get to go on the ice. Shit. I've got an honorable mention. What's that? It didn't make my list because we won the series, but Simone Gagne's OT winner in game six in 2004 in Philly. Uh, I hate Philly. Yes, that one sucked. Oh, Simone Gagne. I still remember the call. It was. Yeah, because that's how I remember his name. I was like, God, his name sounds stupid. Yeah, that one, that one hurt bad. Hurt real bad. Ugh. Honorable mentions. Wait, Gentlemen. wait, 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 wait. Oh, we have wait, more? Wait. Okay. Wait, hold on. Johnson will bring it up. Johnson the flip, trying to get it into the corner, went off Kavina's stick. Jeremy Ronick and Kavina collide. Ronick still with it. Gets it away to Gagne. Gagne for Ronick, lets it go. Primo. Primo draws it, side of the net. Ronick shot. Sports are dumb. I hate sports. Hey, at least we won that series. I don't want to fucking watch sports anymore. God damn it. 
So we'll see you guys now, same time next week. <laughs> yeah, same time next week. Why not? Same time, same time next week where we will do something else. That's we'll bring, not said. We'll, the happy will come back. We'll bring some joy back to your lives. All right, guys. Uh, as we said in the beginning of the podcast, uh, check out my Twitter feed, Kyle W O T B. Uh, I've pinned a tweet that is the Creative Loafing uh, Best Podcast nomination for Tampa Bay. So make sure you nominate us for that. All you have to do is enter your email and enter Ward the Bay for Best Podcast. Uh, it takes a couple of seconds, and if you do that, it, it could help us out. So I would appreciate that. If you like our show, rate us and review us, uh, rate us and review us on iTunes, and um, you know, be be kind to us there. Of course, check out SharkDropper.com for all of the rest of the podcasts that Nick and I do. Uh, we do we do quite a few. So if you like to hear our voices and you don't just want to hear us talk about sports, you can go to SharkDropper.com. Check out all the podcasts there, and that is it. I'm, that was a that was, that was brutal. That was I'm a, not gonna lie. That was that emotionally was... taxing. I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we uh, out some. Uh, it made for a good episode, but Jesus I did, Christ, never I also did. didn't mean to leave this out until now, but I will not be on the next episode. I'm actually going to be in Vancouver. Ah, right, go oh. fuck yourself. <laughs> well, we will we will replace you with someone that's not in Vancouver. You'll get replaced, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll get somebody on, somebody else on. Yep. Wait, never mind. We'll we'll discuss that. We'll discuss Look it later. forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Any bold predictions before we get out of here? Um. Ray sweep whoever the whoever they play next. <laughs> there you go. Here's your bold prediction. Gotcha. Uh, there will be more heartbreak in our future. Bold prediction. Hey, Tampa. Uh, bold. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Let's go something crazy, non-sports related with the Tampa Bay. The something sets back the big screen going up in Raymond James Stadium. Oh God, you went dark. Okay, fine. Jesus Christ, dude! What? Someone gonna die or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. What the fuck? <laughs> Permits or something. I don't Permits. know. <laughs> ISIS, like, fucking goes in there. <laughs> uh, my number one is actually the scoreboards not being finished for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, people it die. It is a travesty. It's yeah. a travesty. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, let, let's get out of here. Next week, I promise you, will be a more uplifting show. Uh, we'll have a game to play. And um, hopefully. No, we won't because oh. Nick's not going to be here. Fuck. <laughs> well, we'll, guys, get a game. We'll have something. We'll, we'll get our shit together. Somehow it'll be the Monopoly episode. We will be playing a full game of Monopoly and we're the f- <laughs> okay. we'll we'll play Guess the Plot for fucking some some movie. I don't know. Oh, I don't like that. Steven says it's gonna be next week's gonna be his last one for a while. Oh um, shit. Um, well, oh, well we're off Nixler now, so we gotta go. So that oh. was that was uh War of the Bay for this week. I'm Kyle. I'm Nick. And I'm sad. And I'm sad as well. I'm still sad too. I'm also Anthony. I'm I'm sad, Anthony. And we'll see you guys next week.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.